0: Everybody and welcome to the In It Together podcast. My name is Jeremy Augusta, and I'm joined by two special guests. If you guys want to introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Elio Stante.
1: I'm Brent Gunn. I'm the podcast editor at CM Life. What do you do here, Elio? Uh,
2: I'm a columnist and a student.
0: X my uh, columnist editor. Good to be talking to you again, because that was like... That kind of took... Talking to you in office hours was kind of like my this... Like That's when I would just get out all my political ideas, and now I have this podcast to do it, so it's good to have you on. I'd like to start out by going over some of our picks for the 2020 election. Um, here, I'll, I'll start with one of mine. I have Joe Biden. I think he's going to run for the Democrats in 2020 um, because people miss Obama, and Joe Biden helps you win the Rust Belt. So like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, I think he'd, be a, uh, he'd have a chance there as opposed to Hillary's whiffing of that area. Um, the bad is he's old and this whole sexual assault thing coming out really doesn't look good on him because there's a lot of videos of him a being super creepy and women saying that Joe Biden did something to them.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, the whole Obama thing, I think, I think it's definitely like a selling point for Democrats. I'm not sure how it would fare in a national election. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like even though Obama was a two term president, I feel like he hasn't like retained popularity as much as he maybe thinks he has or how like as many Democrats think he probably has. Yeah,
0: Especially the the way the news
2: looks at anything Obama says is like this wisdom from God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's almost wishful thinking for people like saying like, oh, Joe Biden would beat Trump. I think they're kind of like, oh yeah, here's a guy who like kind of like did pretty well as a vice president. And then like, they don't kind of like think about this guy had like a, like what, like 30 years in the Senate of like kind of being like, your standard politician almost, yeah. and just like all the baggage that he carries now for just like where the national mindset is, it's kind of like you you could have done it maybe like four years ago, but not like definitely not now. Absolutely not. He's, 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 like he's a male Hillary. In, yeah, in he's other ways. kind of like
0: the dude version of Hillary, like yeah. super establishment Democrat. Then I have um, Kristen Gillibrand, who I think is a huge, like I think she's going to be a powerhouse in 2020. She's been doing a rebranding campaign, so she's becoming more progressive, in some cases more progressive than Elizabeth Warren. Um, if you don't know, she's a senator from New York. She's not taking corporate money, and she's on the uh, universal health care bandwagon. Um, she's also co-sponsored bills with Paul Ryan and Ted Cruz on the Women's Caucus. And she said, oops, she said um, to, a meet, to the media she would not rule out a 2020 race.
2: I think her biggest problem was when she was a House member from New York she had like an A plus rating from the NRA and like where primary democratic voters are like, that's just like a complete no go. Even though now she has an F I think like that baggage kind of like, like kind of is like a huge knock against her. And then there's also the fact like now she's doing like this rebranding campaign where if she is trying to like pose herself as more liberal, if like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren runs, Like, they're just the favorite. Like Yeah, absolutely. The only thing she's going to do is just going to be, like, another one of those voices in, like, an already loud room. Yeah. Where, like, I think she could, like, get some attention, but she wouldn't do too well if, like, her whole, like, MO is to just be, like, another liberal voice, you know? Because there's already so much of that.
0: Especially with Elizabeth Warren is, like, the de facto progressive woman Democrat and
1: who re- really isn't that progressive like, really you no don't think so? no not 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 really I like maybe by American standards she's fairly pro- quote-unquote progressive but like the, the whole gun thing I think it would actually be in de- Democrats favor to become a little bit more pro-gun
0: I, I agree with that and I think especially Democrats in Michigan I argued with someone who like either works at MLive or works for um gretchen whitmer's campaign that like democrats need to drop the tight gun control here if they want to outperform republicans especially in contested areas
1: yeah there's like this huge misconception that leftists are inherently anti-gun and i think that's a stereotype that we kind of need to move away from and i think it's like kind of proving to be more outdated as time goes on like Mm -hmm. there certainly needs to be something done but um the, the very like standard Democrat like gun control response I think it's run its course especially I, with like the I 2016 so, yeah
0: that was kind of like the litmus test right for, Yeah, like losing Michigan and all of the Midwest and like people who genuinely care about guns and like have legitimate explanations for why they have guns that was some of the biggest concerns of people I talked to who voted for Bernie Sanders instead of like who voted in the Democratic primary for Bernie Sanders over Hillary Clinton because they liked that he wasn't talking about putting super tight gun re- regulations on.
1: Plus, I mean, a lot of people talking about, uh, like, personal uh, freedom or any kind of personal liberation for, you know, people that are the victims of gun violence from police, like Botham John, uh, who was that, you know, individual who was killed in his apartment yeah. complex. There's plenty of uh, more, like, progressive or, I guess, you know, more, quote-unquote, leftists that would advocate for people like him to be gun owners. Yeah, you like know.
0: the Demso Schwing. Has yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Historically in America, been. And even especially right now, I see a lot of people on Reddit who are democratic socialists talking about like, yeah, we need guns. Like, yeah, yeah. this is one of this is one of the things that we actually agree with like libertarians and Republicans on.
1: Yeah, see, I think Democrats or even people that aren't Democrats that are just like left that can appeal to that generational mindset that's going to be the new like voting populace in probably like 2 years time. Mm-hmm. I think that's the people that they really need a target, and Joe Biden isn't going to reach that.
0: Absolutely not.
1: At least in my opinion. He may. Who knows?
0: But. Yeah. Um. I mean, as far as Gilbrain goes, she's also uh working to ban right-to-work policies, oh, yeah. all of which failed in the last election cycle. So, like, right-to-work seems to be another thing that the Democrats are starting to bear down on. And in Michigan, we have the right-to-work law. Um. It'll be interesting how... Uh, our big union membership kind of processes that having that already been in because that's a huge detriment to union power. Yeah. Like having the right to work laws ingrained in Michigan right now totally takes away a ton of their bargaining power and a ton of their political power.
1: And weakening we the unions is the worst thing that Democrats could do right now. It's really the worst yeah. thing that could be going on in our economy right now. Like, yeah. If you don't think that there's a connection between the, the dissolving of unions and wealth and like income disparity now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost like a like a proven consensus that so those two things are correlated. Yeah. Have you seen the
0: campaign ad comparing Gresham Whitmer to like Nancy Pelosi Ugh. and Hillary Clinton and um whoever the governor was before his name's not coming or
2: her uh, coming Jennifer Granholm. Jennifer
0: Granholm. That's another worry I have about Gillibrand and even Warren. Like even being a democratic woman in politics the right is just going to compare you to every single woman politician
2: regardless of how close you are especially because uh Gillibrand, like she endorsed hillary like pretty like close to like the onset of the race where she was just like yeah hillary's the person so like anything that she does it's just going to be like okay well this is just another hillary yeah this is
0: all that it is she even kind of looks like her She's just like a blonde. Like the daughter. Yeah, she looks like or like her younger, much younger sister. Um, I have a pitch for you guys, and I think this is this is the ticket. I think that that is going to win. So Elizabeth Warren runs with Cory Booker as her running mate, and they get every woman and every minority. No, they both have a long history of progressive policy, they, they and they, they,
1: will it, voters, they, they, will they, they will push it, but they will lose. They will push it,
2: thinking it will win, and they will lose. Oh, let me make the case against this. Okay, there are polls that that 538 has looked at and there's a bunch of other ones that show that Elizabeth Warren her popularity rests solely with liberal and very liberal voters okay whereas if you're like an independent your her, her like uh approval rating or like how you think of her is like 60 to like 70% negative wow i did not know that yeah so, like, if she's the front of the ticket, anybody who's that independent has kind of, like, already made up their mind They're, about yeah, her Yeah. to where, like, if it's a race to kind of see who grabs the those middle people. Like, I understand people, like, they just made up their mind about Donald Trump. Yeah. But, like, if you already made up your mind about Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, like... It's not gonna help you too much, especially if like Donald Trump has already like gotten the pull that he needs. Like yeah. he already won against Hillary like by scrounging together some votes in like Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida. A dynasty, basically. Yeah, like he he siphoned off the people that like he needed. So like Elizabeth Warren, she's already got like the liberal and very liberals. If she can't grab anybody in the middle, you know, like any of those union workers. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the middle class that did vote for Donald Trump, it's just over. And then there's the fact that, like, they're just gonna plaster her with the same old, she's a socialist. Oh, she's yeah. like so far left. Like, she's just out of her mind liberal that, like, th- they would just, it would be like a massacre on like public TV for like how much Donald Trump could say about her. True. But Ted Cruz is doing the same thing to. Beto and I think that is kind of a litmus
0: test towards does this socialist progressive thing stick like Republicans calling them
1: socialist work Democrats calling themselves socialists is what kills them because they're not socialists. Yeah, there's not. Bernie isn't a socialist. There isn't a single socialist in American politics.
2: It's just the label. Like the fact that like Bernie like called himself the Democratic Socialist, the split second he said that second word, it was over. Like there was no way America was going to be like, yeah, there's our guy. Is is there a
0: rebranding that they can do? Like the Democratic Socialist tag. Be be socialist maybe.
1: Like actually be socialist. I think that would be even worse. I think that
0: Democrat (laughs) before it is one of the only things that makes Bernie sick. Because Bernie Sanders right now is the like the highest approved um, politician in oh, America. Oh yeah, like like by American
1: yeah. standards, it's suicide to be like an actual like anti capitalist, like true yeah. to your heart socialist. That's why Bernie says what he says. You know, like if you watch old document, uh, not documentaries, interviews of him from like the '80s, he was much more overt about yeah. his politics. Yeah. He was never like you know a Leninist or anything. But yeah. uh, he also
0: wasn't running for president. Yeah. No, 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 but Cory Booker.
1: I think that guy is like a presidency repellent. I I really don't think that guy will ever. He's not that likable. I think he tries far too much to sell himself.
0: He definitely did during the Kavanaugh hearing. Yes.
2: Yeah, like I was right about to bring that up. Like it was that hearing that it seemed like he was like way too much and he just got like so much flack for it. And then like going back when he kind of like, and to me it almost seemed like a beratement of uh, uh, this Homeland Security Secretary. Uh, she, like, like, what, like, do you remember that when he was like, I can't believe, like, you're doing this to like migrant children, like you should be ashamed. And, yeah, like, he essentially just like berated this woman, like said like she's just like evil incarnate, uh like talking down to her, and everybody was like, yo, like we understand you're upset <laughs> about this, but like, could you not just like berate a woman on yeah. national TV? <laughs> yeah, so like. I think that they would just kind of throw that at Cory Booker and like it'd be like, "Yo, this guy's anti-woman." Mm-hmm. Like he can't stand it. And then there's also the fact that if if like the standard wisdom now is like true that like part of the 2016 election was about like um racial like like grievances and like sort of like that people being scared of like a demographic change. I understand it sounds really bad to say, but like Cory Booker is that again, yeah, you yeah. know, like much in the same way Obama was, where like mm-hmm. they'll look at Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker and go, okay, well, they're saying that like women are like trying to shoo men out of society mm-hmm. and then like mind replacement. North. Yeah, like that stupid thing yeah. that like I, I, can't like explain how like many times i read that and Mm. it's like this is just the dumbest thing ever but like they're gonna look at those two and like all like the crazy conservative news sites and everybody's just gonna be like oh is it like like essentially then at that point the democratic party would be like only the home to minorities
0: that's fair enough
2: and plus like Elizabeth Warren is from what Massachusetts. Yes. And Cory Booker New is York. from Or no New Jersey. New Jersey. So you have two tiny really liberal states. Yeah. Where's where's the rust belt appeal? Like there Fair is enough. none.
0: Yeah.
1: That's it was th- a pipe dream, guys. Uh M- Mitch <laughs>
0: sorry. Sorry. Warren Booker sorry. gone too soon. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
2: We hardly, we
1: hardly knew you. <laughs> just just save them the trouble, honestly. Yeah. You know? But uh me and Mitch were talking and uh we we agree that I think either by 2020 or by 2024, uh, going off of what Elio just said, the topic of white genocide will be on Absolutely. the actual national mm-hmm. debate stage. They will be
2: forced to bring that up. Yeah, I like. I mean, it almost was like Donald Trump like retweeted a guy whose like Twitter it, 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 handle it was like white genocide. genocide TM. Right. I was yeah. like, Are you like this? Is what and now we're and doing. now we're talking mm-hmm. about
1: the African South farmers? We're, like these are these are like. Uh, Pretty much like anti, I mean, like a pro-apartheid like arguments. Yeah, and yeah. Fox News and the
0: collective conservative media is only pushing that farther. Like Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity Tucker and, Carls- and, and Tucker Carlson. Carlson all had segments where they talked about how how terrible it was that the American like demographics are changing. Mm-hmm. And I I in my column I mentioned a joke tweet about millions of anti-foss super soldiers beheading white parents and taking over white shop owners they
1: think that, that that's a very <laughs> real Fox possibility News reported
0: it as like a legitimate threat and people responded to me saying like oh so jokes are or so threats are jokes now and it's like no did you see that? the tweet has a superhero from 90s cartoons as his <laughs> image
1: yeah. and and the democrats are i mean not the democrats the republicans are getting even more powerful with that because now they've blurred the lines between anyone left of them and antifa yeah because now i mean it it it's so funny hearing people talk about like, oh, there's Marxists on CNN. Chris, like Chris Cuomo, is not a Marxist. Like, <laughs> if, give me a break. If you, if you like anybody, Antifa on... Antifa is not pro CNN. Any any
0: commentator on national TV isn't gonna like go up there and spew Marxist. Uh, yeah, Sands that one girl who <laughs> said, "I'm a socialist idiot" or something like that. Yeah, it mm-hmm. appears Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I that, saw that that's the only example I can think of, like a legitimate yeah. Leninist going on, going on CNN. And like the ability to just label everybody who isn't like God guns and Ronald Reagan as Antifa
1: and leftist is mind bogglingly effective. But then but then, you know, people on the right would also say, oh, well, you know, the left will just say anyone right of them is a Nazi. Fair enough. Yeah. And and I think that's also something that we have to watch very, very carefully, because I don't think there's anything wrong with being very sectarian in what you're calling out on the right. Mm -hmm. Like you can call out the paleo conservatives and you can call out the white nationalists. Mm-hmm. If you paint them all with a broad brush, you're just going to give them the ammunition to... Yeah, fair I enough.
0: Think, like
2: when know, Hillary Clinton called the deplorables. Of, uh, I think one of the biggest problems that they have with that, it's not the fact that like they're calling these people racist. It's that they kind of like point the finger and go, racist. And then they don't explain mm-hmm. it any further. Fair enough, yeah. Like when they... Like Steve King from Iowa... Oh, my boy Steve <laughs> King. Like what he, he like he tweets stuff that he like it was, you can't replace, um, uh, white people with other people's babies or something like that. You can't white, replace white a, culture, yeah. You can't replace
1: white culture with other the children uh, of a different culture, like there you they, go. They, they can never truly assimilate. He's a very yeah. anti multiculturalist. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen these tweets, but, but the, like the
2: thing yeah. is, is that like they point at it and go, that's racist, and then they just kind of go. Yeah, we're done here. Yeah. Awesome. Right, right. And, and, and we and, and solve and, and the problem. Right, but they and,
1: don't explain I mean, it exactly because in America, uh, the, the just saying the term racist it doesn't disqualify. Yeah, it's not a disqualifying term because people make an excuse for it because racism is seen as kind of just commodity of like a commodity to personality. It's just an aspect yeah. of a human being that you have to live with. Yeah, ra- rather than just like a like a social phenomenon like that a mis- shouldn't be like there. A
0: withheld misinformation.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, like, I, I think we treat it much more like this, uh like, like, like this, this thing. It's like that a it's, list
0: of negatives, like racist is one of them.
1: Right. And, and just addressing it solely by its name, like, yeah, I, I totally agree. We need to take that other, that second step. And unfortunately, I think that the Democrats are really betting that just, you know, calling someone uh, like, uh, you know, a, a certain term is going to do enough to get the American public on your side. But like, even with the Kavanaugh thing, even if it comes out that the Kavanaugh did do what he's accused of, America's already determined that he's fine. They've already determined he was, he was a kid. He made a mistake. Yeah. You know, what, what boy doesn't a do large that percentage
0: of that of Americans who have already come yeah. out and been like, I don't care. Yeah. And, and then as there's, so, there's so, so many Americans that like about
1: Trump's uh, racist comments, like, well, everyone's a little bit racist. Everyone's, you know, said those things. Like, yeah, there are just cultural differences or like, some cultures just don't, you know, I I'm, I'm just being a straight shooter. Like, that whole dynamic, we need to address that, right, rather is, than just addressing the racism that shoots off of it.
0: But if the Democrats address that, that's half the country there. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. and they they they, well,
1: they 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 need to address it with tact.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not it's not the fact that they're just like going out it's not like the fact that they can't try and like explain why they're calling someone a racist it's just that like I don't think I don't think they want to spend the time to do it and then like to show up on like a talk show and like to like explain why Steve King like that comment like saying you can't replace the white culture with brown babies I think that was the actual tweet like it it takes so much to like actually explain why that is a problem you we could sit here for, like, two hours and, like, mm-hmm. scratch at the surface of it, like, just getting to the point of it. Yeah, the historical context. Like, and- I don't think it, our news media has the time or for the attention it span. or everybody has, like, the time for it. No. But, like, that's that's another problem that, like, Elizabeth Warren and I think, like, Cory Booker have is that, like, like at least, like, from what I've seen of Cory Booker, like, he kind of, like, takes the spot. And like he did with the secretary of homeland security, like he kind of just talked down to her, not explaining why yeah. he was so upset. Like obviously we get it, like mm-hmm. separating children from their families are bad, but he was just like angry and just like kind of going off on her that he wasn't like explaining. It his was not point. eloquent. It, it's yeah. very
1: very smug. Uh, like. Smug liberal behavior, which that alienates people, just yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah,
0: that's, Van Jones wow. always did a really good job when he. I was think on Van Senate.
1: Jones would be a good candidate, and I, I just, dis- I, I, I don't think Van <laughs> I don't Van, think Van, he Van, wants to be awful. a candidate. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But like, I, I don't think he's necessarily the best, eh, maybe not the best political figure that the Democrats have, but I, I think he would be a strong candidate. It, I really do. It, I think he would. I think he, I think We're, he could reach that other side. So of the aisle that Cory Booker picks? couldn't. Yeah, his Van Jones. Is that one no. of okay. your picks? Okay, give no, so no. us That's like an honorable mention. <laughs> okay, sure. I have a few <laughs> honorable pleasure. mentions.
0: Here are a few long shots. I just
1: like Van. I like his. He's just a good guy. I like
2: Van. Yeah.
0: Okay, you guys are, you guys are gonna like these names. So long shots for the Democratic Party running. Will Smith.
2: No. Oh, my God. Go if on, say, just I, just I, I go know to the next one. Just go the next it. one. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. No, he's a Republican. Is he? Yeah. I didn't he, know that. No, Dwayne's a Republican.
0: Yeah. He was on a list of, it was him and Oprah Winfrey, so I just assumed. Oh, I,
1: th- I thought you were going to say Michael Avenatti.
0: No. Oh. I saw a tweet from a guy who works at WAPO, I think, who said the first guy who puts him on a poll for the Democratic nomination is getting stabbed. Because that that is
2: suicide. That is just. No, but going back to The Rock, like he's actually like a couple times in the past, like mentioned that, like, he's actually like Mm -hmm. conservative, but not like like the far right. He's probably just like a libertarian or something. Yeah, he strikes me as a guy. I think he's like, uh, you know how like Arnold Schwarzenegger still calls himself a Republican. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's The Rock. Socially I, like progressive, from what, but he's a Hollywood yeah, Republican. But, like, economic conservative. conservative, like, yeah. I think that's what The Rock is. But, yeah, he's yeah. definitely not a Democrat. Sorry, bud. Mark
0: Cuban. Oh. Get out
2: of here. Go go somewhere else.
0: Dude, Donald Trump appearing on WWE, the guy who hosted Celebrity Apprentice for 10 years. He's a crazier candidate than Mark Cuban. Yeah, but, Don- like.
2: Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. But Donald Trump, the fact is that he shaved Steve Mahone's head. And like that's if that's not a qualifier for president, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Fair like, enough. what is? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but so but so like Mark Cuban, I I I don't even think he would like seriously run. And then the fact like if he's put on like if he says he's going to run for Democrats, I think like the Democratic base would just be like, we don't want. <laughs> Please, no more another loudmouth billionaire. And plus, like I don't think. I think that, like, Democratic voters have a little bit less tolerance for for the crazy outlandish things that, like, Mark Cuban has said in the past. Mm -hmm. So, like, they probably just dig something up that Cuban has said and been like, oh, there you go. Yeah, he's out. There's your guy. And then, like, he just disappeared. Yeah. Well, who are you guys' picks? You go, Elio. You can go first. Okay, so my first pick, just because, like, it had to be, like— I'm pretty sure he's running as Cory Booker mm-hmm. just because like he's already like I think he's visited Iowa a couple times. He's and, got
0: like, the war drums. Yeah, he's just right Yeah, now. he's just
2: beating them. So I think like Cory Booker obviously is going to run and then um <clears throat> I think uh Sharad Brown from Ohio mm-hmm. he would be a
0: really good candidate. He said he doesn't want to run, and he's been pretty adamant about that for a long time. Yeah,
2: that's why it's kind of sad because, like, if you wanted like a real person to like run against Donald Trump, like that guy, everything that Donald Trump hit Hillary Clinton with is just like. Sherrod Brown is just like you can't stick him with it because, like, when he was in the House, he opposed the Iraq War. He, um, is from the Rust Belt. He's opposed, uh tax hikes for, like, the middle class. He didn't support, like, the Wall Street bailout or anything. And he's just, like, constantly throughout, like, his entire career just been, like, all – he's always been fighting for, like, that lower class, like, Ohio voter that he's represented. Mm -hmm. Like, just from, like, day one. And I think, like, anything that, like, they could – could have, like, stuck Hillary Clinton with, it just, like, you couldn't make the same argument for him. So, like, if if you were looking for someone that isn't, like, the super-establishment, shiny person, like, Sherrod Brown, like, when you hear him talk, like, he sounds like a normal person. He's not, like, the politicians where they kind of, like, skirt around the issue. Like, he's just kind of, like, straightforward with the question, which is really nice. And then the fact, like, if you want to appeal to the Midwest, like, there's Ohio's your guy. A great place to do it, like, yeah. Like, he's from Ohio. Like, any speech that he's ever given, he's just, like, talked about how, like, the people that he represents in Ohio are just, like, beaten to death by Washington and yeah. everything that they've done. And he is, he, I think, I think he said, like, Years ago that like NAFTA is one of the worst things to ever happen to Ohio. So like
0: which is now on the right side of history. Yeah, and there you go. Anti-NAFTA. There's like
2: another like positive check for Schrod, but I like you said, I if he doesn't vote, you know, like they'd never they'd never get the guy, which is pretty sad. Yeah. I was
0: gonna pick him. I knew you were, so I didn't. Oh. But he would I would absolutely love to see him run. I just don't think he wants it.
2: Yeah. But then my third pick, I think uh Steve Bullock from Uh, I think he's from Nebraska. He is the governor. He's, I think he's going to finish his second term, which is his last term in 2020 or like 2019. One of the two. And if you're looking for someone who's like a Democrat, who's from a red state who appeals to like working class voters who can like draw both liberals and like, Middle of the road, like conservatives, he's just kind of your guy. Like, he got elected in Nebraska twice. Yeah. Like, he, there's like no way you could like argue against, like, he would be a formidable, like, opponent to run against Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've never
0: heard his name until right now. He said, you know, I would, Jake, when Jake Tapper asked him if he was considering a 2020 run. Um, this, he looks like the same, cut of the same, what is Sherrod? yeah he
2: like like what i what I was thinking about it earlier, I was like that would actually be like a really strong contender because like he he wouldn't be fighting for that just the liberal voices which were like most of the candidates that we've talked about are aiming for mm-hmm. he could like appeal to them along with some of the middle or uh, middle of the road like democrats moderates, yeah yeah the moderates, and then like once you get into like the actual like general election, he would be he would be a powerhouse because he wouldn't come with all that horrible baggage that like Donald Trump has come with. And I mean like if he does appeal to Republicans, you know those never Trumpers, yeah, and everybody you know, who's they been could be,
0: disaffected by Trump since yeah. he's been elected,
2: yeah, they could be like, oh well, there's there's like a guy that like is reasonable, Respectable yeah, re- an actual
0: human
1: being,
2: yeah. Uh So there there are my three real Yeah, I like those. Those are good picks.
1: When when Trump won, I was like, all right, he's going to serve two years, probably get impeached, then Pence will finish it, and then we'll just be done with that. And then I thought, you know, Trump's probably going to finish out his presidency. He's probably going to go to 2020. And now I think he's going to serve two terms. I also think that. I think he's going to be a two-term president, and I think a Republican will follow in his footsteps that will be cut from the exact same cloth to ensure that they – they rid America of every single thing that Obama left that they yeah. possibly can. And it's going to take them 12 years to do it. I think that that's what they're really trying to do now with with Kavanaugh. They're trying to just secure this Republican hold over America. And uh, I I really don't see any Democrat beating him in 2020. I just I, I don't see it uh, a unless lot of, someone just comes out of nowhere. You know,
0: there's a lot of things that can happen between then. I know. Paul Manafort and Michael Cohen have flipped, supposedly, and been working for the special counsel. But unless, like, Donald Trump literally, there's, like, hard evidence of Donald Trump literally telling Vladimir Putin, thank you for the money, I'll try and win the election. I don't think Congress is going to do anything to to impeach Trump or do anything about Trump.
1: And I think because we're not going to get that piece of information, that literal blurb, mm-hmm. He's going to go unpunished for, you know, what may or may not have happened. And even if, you know, we get as close as we possibly can, the general populace will say, well, the economy is doing great. Exactly. So I think what does it really line. matter? Yeah. Like, it would be like, you're like Bill if, Clinton. Yeah. yeah it, it would be like, well, you know, if Russia helped out, you know, our election in their words helped out, you know, maybe it was for the best. Maybe they should help out more. And like let's not be naive here america has systematically screwed over other countries before almost all um, of them almost every country on this planet has had some interaction with america uh, especially if it's someone of the non-european taste it's usually been you know negative um and the fact that that russia and america and now israel are kind of becoming these giant like conservative powerhouses of geo geopolitical action yeah it concerns me, and it concerns me that Trump is more than likely going to serve two terms, and will more than likely have a Republican after him because, uh, you know, eight more years, a lot can happen.
0: Yeah, we could, we could do a whole yeah. podcast on how geopolitics seems to be shifting more conservative and more nationalistic, um, which I would genuinely like to do. Uh, so Yo, let's finish have, up and have, move have on me to me the run. Republicans. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you'll be here anyway, so just feel free. To- Let's let's move to the Republicans. So a few of the names I have, and I think these are all pretty like secure people who are going to run for the Republican nomination, because there's always a ton of them. I have Mike Pence, who's going to play the like Trump did a lot of good things, but we need more are integrity we talking in about, the room. We, we need an adult still? in the yeah. room. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I think Mike Pence is gonna be the we need an adult in the room. <laughs> so hold
2: on, is this a hypothetical of Trump doesn't this run? This is Trump, Trump is
0: running for re-election, uh, and then these are the people who, um, who uh, are going to run against I,
2: him. I almost don't think
1: anyone would. I think they would just be like, "Nope." Like, would they? They know they would lose.
0: Yeah.
2: I think that like it would if like anybody, it would be John Kasich. Yeah. Just to like, like I would liken that primary to like, uh, I think it was the seventy. No, the the nineteen eighty Democratic primary where I think it was Ted Kennedy was like running against Jimmy Carter mm-hmm. and Ted Kennedy was like, This guy is not liberal enough, like he's insane, he's not doing well enough, like put me put me there. Yeah. I think like if anything, John Kasich would be doing like the same thing, like I mean, so like he'd be doing the same thing, he'd be like, This guy is crazy, like he's not doing anything, he's only like a drag on us. He's not like, a real conservative. Yeah, and I th- I think, like, if that were to actually take place, like, every time a president has faced a primary opponent, they've lost. Like, Gerald Ford in 74 or what whatever. Gerald Ford had a primary run against uh, Ronald Reagan. Like, Ronald Reagan, like, came from California and was mm-hmm. like, this guy's not doing well enough. And, like, Ford lost, and then Carter lost in eighty. And, like, you just kind of see the, like, presidents who have, like, faced primary opponents just kind of lose. Yeah. So, I think, like, if Donald Trump did ha- actually have a primary opponent, I think he would lose at that point just because it'd show, like, how weak, like, his presidency actually sort of is to the I Republican it, I base. I think it
0: depends who it is. Because I think if a Republican who's just as crazy as Trump but is less overt about being crazy, like, who doesn't tweet Paul Nealon. Paul Nealon. I don't know that name. Let me. Uh, you're
2: going to have to. Um, me.
1: Oh man, I believe. A, I well, might have read it. He but from never is it.
2: he the guy from Wisconsin? I I believe who's so. trying to take Paul Ryan's place. The white yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah yes.
1: He's he's like a very staunch nativist. I could very easily see someone like Paul Nealon, a person that my father, who is a very pro-Trump guy. Oh, Nealon needs to get in there. Yeah, the the hardcore Trump heads they know who Nealon is. Nealon's made the rounds on all of the. Like online podcasts and talk shows that, that he needs to like some very overtly even all right ones like a uh, James Allsip. Have you heard of James Allsip? He's no. a very he was at like the Unite the Right rallies. He's a very okay. He's like a YouTuber for the all right. And uh, Paul Nealon was on there. Twenty twenty pick right there. I could okay. yeah. he would be mine.
0: In the same grain, I have Ted Cruz. No, which I said the same religious attraction as Pence, but a lot less likeable. He did really good in the Republican primary this last go around. I don't think he'll win, but I think he's going to run.
2: I I wouldn't think so. You don't think he's going to run? I think I think he's kind of like almost waiting in the wings. Almost like cuz cuz like if Donald Trump makes it to 2020 and he runs but then he loses, mm-hmm. like Ted Cruz is going to be like, "Oh, 2024, like that's <laughs> He's running that time. <laughs> that's my time to go." Okay. Like like that's it cuz 'Cause I, I just don't think like the Republican voter would ever be like, Oh yeah, I'll take Ted Cruz over Donald Trump.
1: Yeah. I mean that's a fair point. But I mean I I'd be I I, I could see that, but at the same time, there's a lot of Republican voters that think that like Trump meets that that religious requirement for them. That that yeah. that yeah, faith based requirement, which is very odd. So it just seems like I don't know. I'm almost indebted to think that Ted Cruz wouldn't run. But if he did run against Trump, I think he'd lose again, even appealing to that, like Christian. I think
0: he would lose hard. Yeah. But I think he still wants to run. It always seems to me, and maybe this is because Obama's been president for two cycles, that there's a ton of Republicans running and not a lot of Democrats.
2: Are you talking about 2020?
0: Like Are you going back so to 2016? In this, in this last cycle, so the 2016 election, yeah, there were a ton of Republicans, so much so that they couldn't even fit him on the debate stage. Well, that's
2: because you were having a, a Democratic president leaving office who yeah. was, like, moderately pop- popular at the start of the 2015 mm-hmm. primaries. Like, his approval ratings was, like, 50-ish. So, like, you kind of have that. And then, like, Republicans were just, like, already poised to take the presidency. Yeah. So that's why they had so many. That was just like in 2008 when Bush was leaving mm-hmm. and you had like 15 Democrats all running at the same time. Yep. But then like in but like the thing was in 2016 is that you already had a problem where any potential Democrat was kind of like not there you got because be Republican no Well, no, because Democrats had just been whopped up and down the electorate for for the last eight years Mm -hmm. during Obama's presidency. Like, they lost more state legislatures, governorships, Senate seats, House seats than, like, at any point in history. So, like, you already had, like, a very limited pool you could take from. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that, like, Hillary Clinton was just, like, the person.
0: Yeah, it's my turn now. It was,
2: like... Why would you? Why would you bother running against her? Like you weren't gonna beat her. Like, or Martin O'Malley.
0: Yeah, like that. Oh, like it was kind of oh. sad watching the other people on stage next to like Clinton and Bernie Sanders.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Like you had an outgoing president of the same party who was sort of popular almost, and then you already had like a, an established candidate who was like an assumed win almost. Yeah. yeah. Who like. Already had the money. Everybody in the party endorsed her, and like there was already like, why would you run against? And like Bernie Sanders essentially just got in the race. Like he said it; it was just to pull her to the left yeah, yeah. on all the issues. So like, I mean it, that that kind of tells you enough. It was just her race.
0: Yeah, very enough, yeah. very true. Trump is so hard to guess how it, it's so hard to guess how the Republican populist views him because a lot of them hate the tweeting and they hate the stuff he says, but they really do like what's happening. Um, the other one I have is Ben Sass, Sasse, a uh, Nebraskan senator. He's kind of an anti-Trump frontrunner. He supports pilot legalization. He's young. He has an t- uh, AQ rating from the NRA, which is the highest you can possibly get. Um, he has a history of opposition to a- Obama's policy, and he's super well-spoken, funny, and charismatic. Like, he went on a tirade at Kavanaugh's hearing, not a tirade, he just had a, a monologue at Kavanaugh's hearing. And I was like, I would vote for this guy. And then I went, oh, no, he he hates abortion and doesn't <laughs> like gay marriage. I, I mean, I think he's going to throw his hat in. I think there's a lot of young, I think there could be some young Republicans who want to get their name out there, who realize that after Trump, somebody has to, and they want to be the first name that people think about. It's like, oh, I saw him on the primary ticket in 2020. I'm on board in 2024.
1: Yeah, I think the Republicans are uh, taking notice at their base. The people that they want voting for them are individuals that kind of hold this kind of nativist view in like high importance. This is like a, a deal breaker for a lot of those voters. So Trump has appealed to that very kind of like pure essence of the people voting for him. The Democrats don't seem to want to do that to really appeal to like that pure essence. I think that's their problem is that while well, the Democrats I think they have, have a pure essence. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I was thinking that as I was watching the Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz debate that we're going to talk about a little bit later. And I was thinking about how Ted Cruz was always invoking this kind of pro uh, constitutionality or this kind of pro, you know, quasi conservative liberation, you know, crap. And uh, Beto's responses were usually just uh, opposition to what he was saying. And no wonder so many people are going to the right because the right seems like a movement.
0: They kind of stand for something. Exactly, what I've been hearing exactly. They're, they're, they're like, more what does of a the left stand for.
1: I mean, the, the the Democrats stand for being like the other mirror to the Republican, like the slightly worse version of Republicans. And twenty sixteen proved that it's just not enough anymore. And like, uh, I, I I just don't know what they're gonna do. I I, I think that. I, I would love to see someone who's not a Democrat, just a pure independent run. I, I like, would
0: hate that so much because it would split the vote.
1: I, I like in a perfect world, imagine how great it would be if like a pure independent ran and won and beat Trump. Like it would I don't never think happen. Anybody wants it would a never pure happen.
0: independent. I don't think the left wants a pure independent. I don't think well, the right wants the, a pure independent.
1: Uh, I I think that the, the left wants something untainted by the DNC. Okay. I, I think that they definitely don't want another. Establishment, uh, establishment. Uh, uh, Democrat. They want anything but that, and that—that's that, what everyone ironically said about Trump. Like, oh, he's not an establishment, even though like he's the most establishment he human being. He Is the establishment? But he—he he symbolizes this non-establishment thing with his, you know, his behavior. There's a lot of appeal in that.
0: Yeah, I have some long shots. Uh, Jeff Flake, who will have nothing better to do because <laughs> he's not running for his Senate seat re-election, and then uh, Kanye West. As a Republican candidate,
1: down
2: would he'd he'd win.
0: You think so? Kanye would win. I think
2: Jesus
1: Ye- just rose again. He
0: has right. yeah, Jesus too is him running for re-election in twenty. <laughs> he has uh like he's friends with uh who's that crazy guy who um what's his name man I'm I'll never be able to describe me so unique but like Ben Shapiro and like. Those like crazy Republicans. Dinesh
1: will run in twenty twenty. You think Dinesh is gonna? I, I I I hope to God Dinesh runs sometime in his life, so I can watch the debate and just see him not get anywhere.
0: Didn't Laura Ingram cheat on her husband with Dinesh?
1: Uh, did we? We did an episode on my movie podcast all about Dinesh mm-hmm. and uh, Hillary's America and uh, yeah. Death of a Nation.
0: Never watched any of those. Oh my god! No I, I, I watched Hillary's America. It, it's it's a rough movie There's to no watch. Like, e-
1: even if I was, I was, was more like more a, more hardcore, a hardcore Republican, I'd be like, "This is a bad movie."
0: He's like but, Michael Moore, but a worse director, and on the right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. yeah. He's
2: he's like the rights Michael Moore, except like at least Michael Moore kind of like presents some. truth There's some to production his quality too. Dinesh, yeah. Dinesh, like like the thing about Dinesh, like he started off as like. An actual like conservative like like almost like a philosopher, if you will, where yeah, like like a thinker. he was yeah, like he was actually like a thinker, and now he's just kind of like kind of moved into this weird place, like he's recognized that like the place to be is to like air these racial grievances and sort of like rewrite racial history in America for like people on like the far right yeah it's and, like really he's like horrible. he's like. That's my place now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He, he's a propagandist to spread disinformation about anyone left of Trump mm-hmm. to make sure that Trump has the best popular opinion that you know people can have yeah, about him.
0: Hannity and uh, Laura Ingram both do.
1: D- Dinesh wrote a book in like 1995 called The End of Racism that we quoted a bunch in our episode, mm-hmm. and yeah, he did. Used to be much more of a writer, and like even back in like his Dartmouth days, his college Republican days, he had. A reputation for like outing gay students on campus. Jesus. Yeah. Like just a a true dirtbag. Yeah. A true dirtbag.
0: Okay. Are we any anything else? 2020 predictions?
1: Uh yay come through.
0: (laughs) Yay be if Yay and Donald. I I do not want Kanye to run.
1: I
2: just want to make that clear. I do not want him to run. (laughs) just, just Just for the record, I hate the fact that we're talking about 2020. In like 2018, people yeah. can't stop this talking fact. about it. Well, I hate this fact.
0: I, okay, so this is I wanted to do this really bad because I want to look back at this in 2020 and be like, "What were we thinking?" Or been like, "Wow, we really called it." One of those two, I think, is gonna happen. I
2: think we're gonna be totally wrong. I think like it is just gonna. We're just. Wrong all yeah. the way around the
1: board. I think there will be like a third world war in 2019, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that this will just yeah. never, it never, never be heard ever again. vaporize
2: me, Donnie, please. Donald Trump, Trump becomes the emperor red of the
0: United States, and we don't have another president, blows election. up the sun,
1: and yeah, the whole universe just
2: implodes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Sweet. something more relevant. Let's talk. Kavanaugh. This is the oh, se- third week of the Kavanaugh
2: hearing, week three. Yeah. I think we're in week three or four.
0: Yeah, who could have guessed? that i called it you i knew there
2: was something i wrote it down i will show you (laughs) i make these predictions all the time in this little journal that Mm -hmm. i have i called it like right as he was named i knew that there was something wrong with like his pick and like my comment was there's either something he did for like bush or like during the bush administration that like either just like outright disqualifies him or i was like in like a twist of like horrible fate for this guy this guy like sexually assaulted somebody in the me too era wow i will i like i I want to see this i will show you this and it was the most terrifying thing because i was like like he he like from like the beginning of his career has just been like the constant republican partisan hack, hack Mm -hmm. yeah he's been a hack like I forgot who called him. He's, like, the Republican Forrest Gump. He just shows <laughs> up all over history. Yeah, he yeah. does what needs to get done. Yeah. yeah, he just he just shows up in all these, like, bright spots for, Republican like, Republicans House. where, like, he's just, like, in the mid, like, off to the middle of the picture, like, smiling mm. where, like, like it was, like, Clinton's impeachment. Yeah, that's the, such a weird place for him to be is Clinton's well, he was, impeachment. Yeah, he was, he was a lawyer. He, like, wrote the Star Report and, like, argued that, like, yeah like Clinton should be impeached, and then he was a lawyer for a couple people during like bush's uh two thousand uh election like like the Florida recount mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's I was shocked when I read that
2: yeah, like he just shows up in all these weird places and then he was like Bush's like uh secretary like staff secretary I thought I forget like there was some stuff that he did like I think it was the Reagan administration or the h w Bush administration like he just shows up. Everywhere for no reason. Now there was controversy around when
1: he was added to Trump's selection list, wasn't there? That was brought into yes, the hearing because he was Trump's pick. Now, and is, not there, the is, is there pick. truth in that? In, no, like, there in were
2: the... there were three people. So it was Kavanaugh, and two others, right? And when they like released the three shortlists, like even Mitch McConnell was like, "I hope he doesn't pick Kavanaugh," yeah, because like there's like too much like partisan history Mm -hmm. for this guy and like it doesn't make sense and then people were like oh the only reason Donald Trump picked him is because he's the only person like ever vocally has said anything like yeah presidents can't be indicted.' yeah which is
0: a weird thing for him to do I just like why any other Republican pick probably would have made it did you see the email um that came out to Kavanaugh it was um, a Republican operative saying, "The left has twenty million dollars, and we can't beat twenty million. So whoever we pick, we need to push through the process really quickly. And then yeah. we're in week three, and I don't think there's an end in sight."
2: Well, that's well, that's the thing. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're you're totally good. Well, that's well, that's the thing that like this whole process has been like really cynical, even though yeah, like I was just about to say that. Even though like, uh, Kristen. Christine Blasey Ford has come forward and like said like, yeah, like these allegations, like all that stuff. Republicans, even though like they're publicly saying like, oh, we want her to testify. Oh, like she should be heard. Like, oh, this and that. You just have all the Republicans kind of like still slowly creeping forward saying, well, we're not going to wait any longer. Yeah. Like Monday is the deadline. You came forward. What? Like. Friday mm-hmm. yeah get get to DC come here and like testify and then you have other Republicans like I think it was uh Lindsey Graham I was yeah Lindsey Graham. someone was like oh should like she testify, and he was oh it was Mark Judge Kavanaugh's friend mm-hmm. who she's named who was in the room yeah. with them they were like should Mark Judge be subpoenaed to like testify like He's apparently an eyewitness, and Lindsey Graham was like, "Ah, oh, there's no need." And then you I have a, like Lindsey Graham, and then you have other Republicans don't uh, don't. I think it was he's gay. He's I think it be. was Orrin really? Hatch. We can get to that later. Go ahead. I think it was Orrin Hatch, or I, I I might be wrong about this, but he was like, "Oh yeah, we hit a hiccup in the Kavanaugh hearings, but you know we'll we'll get to the end, we'll yep. get to the goalpost." And then Mitch McConnell this weekend has said oh, yeah, Kavanaugh will sit on the Supreme Court. It's like, why? Like, you guys can't You can pick someone else. And it's like, I understand people are saying that, oh, Republicans are scared of the, the midterm elections. But, like, that's November 6th. Like, we're still in September, you know, right on the verge of October. Like, you guys could still have a vote. Yeah, but they want people to forget by then. Yeah, but, like, But even then it doesn't make sense that like Kavanaugh is not destined to be on the Supreme Court. This isn't like, oh, you know, this guy served here for so many years, you know, like he deserves a promotion. It's like there's none of that. It's like you can't pick somebody else because if the Republicans actually like believed that she should be heard or if they actually believed any of the things that they say, like, oh, women should be heard we want to understand. Um, these allegations are credible. Like we need to do our due diligence. There's like no reason that they should just be steamrolling ahead and like not do what they can for her. Or, really quick,
0: I want to say Lindsey Graham is not officially gay. Just a lot of people think he is. Should but I? but like like
2: you understand what I mean? Like this is like it just like kind of hurts to watch this and hear yeah. about this. Like do you guys think that the
1: Democrats? handled this in the way that they should have? I think they... Do you okay, think they, so Fein- they could have handled this better?
0: Feinstein had the
2: Ford letter like a month ago. It was the fact that she wanted to remain anonymous. Anonymous,
0: but then she was found anyway by BuzzFeed reporters who showed up at her house.
2: Yeah, because it was like, I think they were saying like for a couple weeks there was already like the rumors on Capitol Hill mm-hmm. that something was wrong with... Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. right? And people are like, "Oh, yeah, that's why Chuck Grassley had like sixty-five women, like say, like yeah, he's a good guy." It's mm-hmm. like he knew it was coming, but if if you want to believe Diane Feinstein, she was like, "I wanted to protect her, her like identity, and I didn't want like her to be hurt, and I wasn't gonna do anything with it." But then she was like, "Things just kind of spiraled out of control." Yeah. So like if you have someone who's not gonna come forward and who is like I just have this allegation like do keep with me this anonymous do yeah. do with it what you will but like just know that like this is my story, mm-hmm. like you can't do anything with it. Yeah. And I think yeah. like I think good on Diane Feinstein for like Trying Trying to keep her anonymous for so long. Like I, I sympathize with that for sure. Yeah. And like people uh like the whole the whole
1: controversy about like, oh well this happened thirty years ago. Where where was where was she? That is like the one of the biggest misconceptions about like victims of any kind of sexual assault is that they're going to run out and talk about it the day at like Trump, like if it if it really did happen, she would have filed a, a police report. Some like fifteen year old's gonna file a police report. Especially
2: in like she the nineteen eighties at like a super rich prep school. Yeah, you'd be ostracized. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Especially when
0: you're, you're like like if at that time you went to the police and said, "Yeah, we were all drunk at a high school party and someone like violated me," I doubt the police in that upper class neighborhood would be like, "Oh, we need to go arrest Kavanaugh." Also, just yeah. from
1: for, just from like a pure like uh uh like. Sorry, statistical like standpoint, that that's totally normal for victims to take decades 23 yeah it's not um, it's not an unheard of Mm -hmm. yeah it's not an unheard of thing for people to come out like decades later to to talk about this and is is there isn't it true that she was talking about this to a therapist all the way back in twenty twelve? all
0: of this is corroborated by a therapy session she had in like 2012
1: right so she that would have mean that she waited about like 25 years or so or Mm -hmm. like you know uh, Twenty-seven or something so years to to say this, and that's assuming that she didn't tell anyone before that. You yeah. know, so
0: she also passed a lie detector, which I don't uh, like. That's that, not that, like doesn't, fact. that doesn't that yeah. doesn't support anything to me. But like, just there's so there's that like the lie detector, which doesn't really do shit. Yeah, and then there's like we have a legitimate cooperation with a therapist years ago before Kavanaugh's name was even like before any of this could even be considered a possibility.
1: I yeah, I asked that about like the mismanaging just cuz the second that I heard about this I was like I know what the Republicans response is going to be and I feel like the general public's going to go with the Repu- with the Republicans I think and they they're are. going to well why didn't she come out? Oh, well they were kids. Oh, yeah. well was she drinking? Like those questions have already been asked. It's already in the public sphere. I
0: I think Kavanaugh's going to get confirmed. I think Kavanaugh's
1: getting it confirmed and uh my kids are going to have to pay the price. Yeah. It I, sucks.
0: Yeah, I I I really do genuinely think that Kavanaugh will make it onto the Supreme Court. And um the Supreme Court has become the current political battleground. And we saw this because when, that's the only way you can
2: get anything done at this point. Yeah.
0: Ben Sass, I'm going to send you guys a video, but Ben Sass has a whole like speech during the Kavanaugh hearing like this is not what the judiciary is supposed to be for. We're the ones who are supposed to make laws. And now that everything else has kind of been bogged down, that is the only place where you can get things done and, and enforce laws and, and do legislation. Yeah. Okay. Are we done with Kavanaugh? Any other Kavanaugh thoughts?
1: Um, I think I, I I just want to say one thing real quick, just about how, um, I think it's funny how there's, there's, you know, Trump's really pressuring in to put in this, you know, Kavanaugh, who, Elio said is by all measures a partisan hack, mm-hmm. and I think it's really funny how people are always talking about like you know partisan, you know, partisanness. Uh, it never seems to be a problem when the when the right is partisan. It never seems to be a, a problem when there's an exception made for the right. It seems just get get the constant pass.
2: Do you, like, do you understand? Uh, or like, I guess, do you agree? It, I think it's because they don't care. Yeah, that's what Honest, I was. Hold on, like, honestly, I think it's because Republicans, like, at least in the Senate, they just couldn't care less, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because that's what I was saying earlier. Like, this process has been so cynical. It's just because they like just don't care. Like, yeah, and that, they and that, want yeah. that other voice on the court, and like, they're just gonna put him there. Yeah. Even though, like, the Federalist Society has picked, like, 30 people that, you know, are potential Supreme Court, you know, like, hey, you could pick yeah. any of these 30 people. Any of them would go through. Any of them would make it. Yeah. But, like, they're like, we're just going to keep going with this. Guy. <laughs> even though, like, there's a credible sexual assault allegation against him, we're just going to keep going. Even though he's got so many... Problems with past partisan ties. We're just gonna keep going and just mm-hmm. keep going. It, I, honestly, it's probably because they just don't care. Oh yeah, Mitch like, McConnell like cares
0: the least. He is so ready to just be the bad guy and not care about anything he does as long as there's more Republicans in the government. That's his only bottom line. Because
2: well, they, 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 go ahead. Sorry, because think about it this way: like if they if Trump pulls Kavanaugh's nomination, like what he gets bad press for, like. a a day or two. He gets bad press every day. Well, but like he gets, he gets bad press for that for like a day or two, but then you also have people going, okay, cool. Like he, you know, there's some people who see that as a positive. Yeah. They see it as a positive. Like, oh, you know, maybe he believed Christine Blasey Ford and like, you just put all of it to rest and then you just pick the next guy who like could actually pass, who could actually stand there and answer questions and not like have all this baggage. But like, they just won't do
1: it. I, it's just the, the 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 Republicans have lifted the veil. They don't have to play the game of like nuance or that. No, that, not that since they don't Trump's have to tote that Trump line president. anymore. They can say what they want to do. They want a wall. They want to cut immigration, legal or illegal. They just want to stop people coming. They know what they want to do. And Trump, I, I, I think it's just going to continue a trend. We're never going to go back to the John Kasichs or the, those very like like, you know, romantic Republicans.
0: Yeah. I call them, um, like grandpa Republicans. Yeah. Those, those
1: people are well, like the, done. The
2: wall street Republicans. Yeah. They're, they're like the upstate New York. Yeah. Like the HW Bush, even like George Bush was like far liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like those, the, the kind of centrist Republicans, they're, they're going to be seen they're as cucks. They're going to be seen as like, it's like these, complete, they're going to be like washed up.
0: liberals. Um, this will be the last topic. Cause we kind of touched on it earlier. Um, Beto, is that how you say his name? Beto? Beto. You guys watched the debate. I did not. I did. Um, There's some quotes from an article in the New New Yorker by Jelani Cobb that I'd like to read. And so it went. Where O'Rourke spoke aspirationally, Cruz responded cynically. When O'Rourke spoke about background checks for gun ownership, O'Rourke spoke about background checks for gun ownership, Cruz stated that the Second Amendment was under attack. And I think that quote is a microcosm for Every discussion I've ever had with a Republican, yep. and I think that is the current issue that Democrats are having when they want to talk policy, is that it's seen as too aspirational or that you're attacking some historical heritage significant thing.
1: The the right is very, very reactionary right now, and they also uh, project that the left is reactionary which more people are inclined to believe that the left is the reactionary party because they can point to something like Antifa super soldiers. <laughs> you know, they can, they can point to these things. We, we, and, you know, we can point to like the KKK or something. Like, I'm not That's saying that, news. I'm not saying that they're, you know, uh, equivalent at all, but yeah, we, we, we don't have those people that we can easily point and laugh to or like uses, you know, very easy tools to yeah, cause that reaction.
0: There's no like college Republicans with, Purple like there,
1: like there, there are like like people make those like oh SJWs are taking over you know acne like those videos are all over the internet yeah and we like all that we have to point to are the actual Republicans themselves to you know laugh at but that it doesn't have the same power yeah you know? yeah it's Cle- easier to laugh at the the other yeah you know?
0: yeah the other thank you for using the language from my column I don't even know if you did yeah, yeah I, I did I did read your column okay yeah you and a lot of other people on Facebook who had strong words uh. He commented, I appreciate it. No matter what name you called me. <laughs> um, uh, another quote, another truism of boxing applies: upsets are born when long shots stay close in late rounds. So we are in the late rounds of this run, it seems. And Beto's keeping up. He's down four points. Some polls say. Yeah, yeah, I, it, I saw about. Four. I think he has a chance to win because people really don't like Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz's disapproval is higher than his
2: approval. I wanna, I wanna like say something about that, like. Even though, like, the polls are saying, like, oh, like, Beto's within, like, one point of Ted Like, you have also polls that where he's, like, down nine or 10 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I understand, like, 538 is, like, not God when it comes to polling. But they are right in saying when, like, even they have no idea where, like, that race stands. Yeah. Where, like, they they just have no idea. But then, like, I think... Beto is probably somewhere, like, far behind Ted Cruz, just because you're running in Texas. Even though Ted Cruz may be unpopular, he's still a Republican from Texas who's been elected twice.
1: Yep. Is, isn't is Texas, like, known as more of a purple state? It's especially no. by, it, by today's standards? I it's, No, it's red.
0: It's red, but, like, lately, especially in 2016, it's getting more blue okay and that's because people are immigrating to texas and a lot of um well there's austin which is yeah, like the liberal hipster hotspot, capital of, of yeah. the south yeah it's like places like that are are boosting up those scores i saw that democratic voters the number of democratic voters based on the last three cycles is like double like this cycle like the expected number of voters I think if a lot of people get out to vote, and I think Beto's really energizing people to get out and vote, then he can be closer. It's Ted, Ted
1: awesome. Cruz is also energizing people because he shared on his Twitter um, this video of, of Beto at a, I believe it was a, a black church talking about the murder of a, um,
0: a black man by a his police own officer, John.
1: Botham John, uh, mm-hmm. who was killed in his own apartment, and it's a horrible story. And
0: police said he had a small amount of
1: marijuana on him which, like, thank God he's off the streets, yeah, you know, that that horrible. Uh, it, it, it's, it's like, when I read that story, I, like, I stopped. That, that It was, like, it, it it's getting worse. I don't think like, it was na- now, newsworthy. Now, I think it was just plain not newsworthy. And, uh, but, uh, Beto was giving a speech about that, uh, that death in, I believe, a, a black church, and, you know, the, the crowd was, like, roaring with him. They were so energized by, you know, Beto talking about mm-hmm. police brutality and talking about how this is a real problem, and, Cruz, like, shared on his Twitter about, see, Beto being all anti-cop, and a bunch of people were, like, quoting it being like, yeah, I'm going to vote for Beto now, because, like, I agree with
0: this. But when Ted Cruz shows that to his supporters, they get scared.
1: Right, yeah, they see that, they see that, um, oh, the- A demographic that
0: they can't relate to cheering against the police.
1: A demographic that they have spent their entire lives materializing opinions on Mm -hmm. from people like Ted Cruz, who they have straw-manned into- Uh, They have straw man to the point that they can't redeem themselves. These people will never be given human decency in their eyes. Like people like like Botham John will continue to get shot in their apartments, like regardless of if Ted Cruz or Beto wins this. It's like what walked into the wrong apartment made him like and And what's even stranger about the case is like they're saying she should have known because like the she she was on a different floor. Yeah. The floors look different. There the the door was locked. Witnesses are saying that she knocked on the door and said, Let me in. It's very strange this case. People are almost suspecting that she like killed with intent. Well, I am one of those people. Right. Like I, I'm almost like, what else are you gonna, you know, suspect of?
2: Like if we're if I could just go back to ted cruz. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to. nobody wants to go back to Ted. Sorry. Cruz. That that story um, just really Not even yeah. Ted
0: Cruz's wife wants to go back to Ted Cruz after Ooh. work.
2: Um Burned Ted Cruz. There was there was a really interesting profile on Ted Cruz that I read recently like I'm not going to say he's Bill Clinton to like how like effective of like a public speaker in person that he is, but like in Texas like Ted Cruz is sort of like that Bill Clinton like personality where like he can talk to people one-on-one and in small crowds and like actually like get their attention and like actually make people think that like he he like supports them and like is actually like on their side and like i think ted cruz is just like the much more effective campaigner than Beto. like beto is kind of just betting you know like that Austin and like those Latino um populations are gonna vote for him automatically because he's a Democrat like Beto just started running one Spanish language campaign whereas Ted Cruz like ever since the beginning of the primary he's had Spanish speaking I mean Spanish language ads Mm -hmm. and like he's actually shown up to those communities and, like, actually, like, talk to them. Whereas, like, Beto has just kind of been going around being like, I'm essentially a Democrat. Like, you should vote for me. Just don't like Ted Cruz. Yeah, I think
1: that's that's the big problem with Democrats is that that appeal to, like, you know, people of color or, like, you know, people affected by, you know, uh, gentrification or, you know, a laundry list of different things. They're getting really disenfranchised with basic like Democrat policies too, as I think they should, because I feel like they haven't really proven themselves beneficial to those communities as much as they like you know would want them to. I I, I don't think Beto's going to win in in Texas. No,
2: I think I think well that that's kind of the point I was trying to make is like I think like Ted Cruz, like the fact that it's in a red state, he's already proved that like he can win twice, and like he, I think he's just that much better of a a campaigner and like more he experience. knows yeah and he knows what he's doing so much more than like i i think like when you see a poll that like he's he's only ahead by like one point i think he's probably like well ahead of that like yeah. he's far beyond all beto of those order.
0: polls are really like detrimental i think to beto because if you hear that oh he's only down by one point i'm you're not gonna vote yeah it's it incentivizes or it's enough to you get, get you to vote, to vote. Yeah, that's like, that oh, within I, that striking. Too. I just... guess
2: so. Yeah, that's fair yeah. point. Because like, if it was just like poll after poll, like Beto's down like twenty points, yeah, then you're not
0: gonna vote. Fair enough.
2: Yeah. Um, sorry, end on a sour note, guys.
1: No, Cruz, Cruz painted him as like very anti-gun during the, the the debate, and Beto just had this weak response of like, "You like, I am not opposed to the Second Amendment," and just left it at that. Mm-hmm. And it was like such a Gretchen Whitmer response. It was just like this oh, this robotic like. What you are saying is wrong, and move on. It's yeah, like can't can't you elaborate? Can't you prove that you're pro gun to like a room of Texans? Like yeah. s- like give one more sentence. Do to some rah rahing
0: here because they're the ones talk who about need to how hear you.
1: maybe you're a gun go- gun owner, like yeah. something. It's not that hard.
0: Yeah, like Democrats running, It's like they're
1: afraid to say anything pro gun because they're afraid of losing that Democrat base. But they need to move outside that Democrat. Just base. be
0: like vaguely not for assault weapons weapons bans like you should never unless you're running in a very democrat area be like yeah let's get rid of all high capacity magazines and all assault weapons and crack down like going about like anything competitive that way is going to get every single moderate republican and like even democratic gun owners to just turn their brains off and not vote for you and I think that's why Gretchen Whitmer is only advertising for potholes and things like that is because she doesn't even want to touch e- either extreme.
1: I was so uh, I I knew she was going to win the the governor's race. Mm-hmm. I knew it, but I was really happy Prior. that that yeah yeah no. sorry sorry the primary. But I'm really happy that Abdul did a little bit better than than I thought he would. Okay. But, uh, I think if I had to pick someone for 2020, going back, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him run Ab- um, Abdul Sayed.
0: Yeah, I think it would get his name out there. Anyone and Emily, but Shree. Anyone. Yeah, yeah, dude, I talked to Shree personally.
1: Shree's a, cl- a clown.
0: He literally felt like talking to a robot. Okay, are you guys ready to wrap up? Yeah, sure. Okay, thank you all for listening, guys. This has been In It Together. Oh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Jeremy Augusta, if you have any comments about the show, or if you have any guests you want on. Um, Thank you.